Good morning, afternoon, evening, and night, ladies and gentlemen, friends and folks, uh, people of all stripes and spots and ruffles. I am Mason. I'm your side character guest on this episode, and with me, as always, is... Hello, this is me, Ty, here today, with you, for you. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get, let's get going. Hey, Mason, how you doing today? Hey, Ty. Good. I, I was legitimately not expecting you. I don't know why. I'm the one that I'm the one that hosts the show. <laughs> I, I do not have words to express how much I was not expecting you. That doesn't make any sense. I do the show. Is there not anybody else there? I mean, right now? there's my cat. Uh, is your cat? There's my cat. He's been running all around this place. You might end up hearing him in the background. He doesn't have etiquette, recording etiquette. Uh, but yeah, other than him, it's just me. Is it? Is it? It's really just you. It's really just me. I don't know what you were expecting. Whew. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, when I tell you that I'm gonna show up, I am generally going to show up. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Hi, Ty. Hey, Mason. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you, were, you were telling me before we started recording that you had a, uh, a, a thing that you wanted to talk about. Is, is now the time? Uh, yeah, I think I can mention it. Um, okay. So it has occurred to me, as I, as I plucked my character sheet from the bucket in which I kept it, uh, that Talbotton probably would have brought, like, a sword or something, right? <laughs> right? I mean... Or, or does he wake up on this roof and go, oh, no... <laughs> I've forgotten a sword. No. Okay, question. Yes. In your your equipment that you got when creating Talbotton, did you choose did you choose a weapon? I did not choose a weapon. Did you did you really not choose a weapon? I chose leather armor. Well, cuz in my head I was like dude's a poet. He's not like a sword guy. Like not everybody owns a sword. It prompts you. It prompts you to to get a weapon. Does it, does it not for Bards? I don't... I was using 5e.tools, which is an oh amazing website that has everything, uh, and... <sighs> All right, uh, Mason, I think I'm going to have you roll a check to see if you thought <laughs> to ask Father Pard, your, your, your bro, for a sword before you left. Uh, what would that be? Oh, man. Wisdom? Uh, just a general wisdom? I think it's probably just a straight-up wisdom check, yeah? Alright, I think this is a pretty easy thing. So I'm gonna say a 10? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say in advance that... No, no, let's just see what happens. Okay. That is a 9 plus 2. Oh. So just barely. <laughs> okay, oh. so next, uh, since you rolled so low, I'm not gonna let you choose what weapon you cho you get. I'm gonna have you roll on a table. One second. Oh, cool. Let me pull that up. Oh, cool. This is not what I was where I was expecting this to begin. When I said I messed something up, what were you expecting? Cause I thought <laughs> you just forgot to choose spells or something. Oh yeah, I mean that happened before, but we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. You know, part of me was hoping Tal would wake up on this roof like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you got real close to that. That I did. real close. If it wasn't it, Blue, if, do you happen to have anything pointy? <laughs> okay, I'm having a surprisingly hard time finding just a, a weapons table. I just want like a simple weapon thing, and this is giving. Okay, roll me um, a D1000. What the fuck? Uh, a D1. You know what I could do is I could roll you percentile dice, and we can add a zero to the end. I can roll you. Three percentile dice. I got this. All right, do that. Do that shit. I don't know why that's the first table that I find. Let's hope you're proficient, man. All right, I'm rolling four d10s. Okay. Or three d. I'm gonna roll three d10s. Mm -hmm. Rather. Okay, that's seven oh seven. Seven. Seven oh one. Seven oh one. Seven oh one. All right. So, oh, man, this actually worked out pretty well for you. You have a long sword. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely not proficient in that. That didn't work out super well for you. Never mind. I take it back. Yeah, definitely don't have longsword proficiency. I never really picked it up in all of my years of writing poetry. 
gosh. Okay, um, thing number two, uh, while, while I have you here, so we, we talked briefly bef- in the last episode about how the beginning of every day, um, after a long rest, Talbotten as a Brega Tiefling, a Cryptid Tiefling, has to roll on a table to see, like, the set of spells that they get. Uh, so roll me a d4. When, the one die I didn't grab. Okay. That's a two, which I think puts me with Shillelagh, Goodberry, and Spike Growth. Sort of a very, like, overgrowth theme today. Yes, 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 yes. Good. Oh, fitting. Fitting for where we are. It is very fitting for where we are. I need to look up what Goodberry does. It's very good. All around you are leaves and branches, just leaves, branches, subsuming all of your your vision, right? You can't really see past that. Every every step that you take is is just bound to give a little scratch on your forearm, scratch on your knees, you know, just these things are just whipping against you. How do you feel right now? Uh what what is what time of day is it? It's kind of hard to tell because you know because of all of the all of the bushes around you, but it, it is definitely daytime because you can see light filtering in from just just on the other side. Uh, I think, weirdly enough, at peace. I think kind of enjoying the uh, the experience. The weirdly and, and and in a way where you're enjoying it and you don't quite know why. Like it's not something you would have done on purpose, but you're like, this is actually nice. You step out, just breaking out of these these bushes. Um, you see some berries around you. You step lightly on your hooves, and one step after the other, the bushes just sort of part, letting you letting you through, as if as if this is your this is you. This is your place. This this is. This is not your enemy. This is this just feels natural. This feels right. I think Talbotson would obviously do the the Disney thing and pick a couple of the berries nice. and just pop them. Uh, you do that, and they are delicious. They feel so good, Barry. It just it just they're so good, Barry. You hear off in the distance sounds. You hear you hear voices. Uh, definitely stopping and listening trying to identify how many and if I can catch any words. I would like you to roll me a wisdom check. Just straight wisdom? Straight wisdom. That is a dirty 20. Yeah, um, you know right now that you are dreaming. You know that- Oh, am I lucid dreaming now? You are lucid dreaming now. Oh, rad. Yeah. In that case, I extend my neck like a telescoping, like a telescope high up over the bushes to pierce through and try and catch a glimpse. If I'm dreaming, yeah, if I'm yeah. lucid dreaming, you can do anything, right? Looking from above, you see a, a circle of people. Some are wearing robes, some are wearing armor. There are people who are short, tall. They seem to be having an argument of some sort and you are just circling overhead, the wind just blowing against you. Uh, I want to try and summon up a, a storm of these berries. Interesting. Uh, roll me another wisdom check. I feel like you, you, are try- you are in that moment of like trying to control the dream, which could yeah. knock you out of it, could go wrong, or it could go exactly how you're trying. Okay, cool. I dig this. Yeah. Wisdom check. Uh, that is 17 plus 2, 18, 19. Oh, rad. So, yeah, you, you whip up a storm of berries. The, the bushes that had been below you, just the wind starts blowing into them, and these berries rip off of, their, off of the branches and just start forming into this hurricane space underneath you. What are you trying to accomplish with this? Oh, uh, I think as I see them starting to get a little vicious, I try and will them to sort of calm down. I wanted to stop their arguing just by, like, just pay, like, here's something fun and weird. You're getting hit with delicious berries. Gently, I'm not trying to hurt them. Trying to stop them from arguing. 
you you look down at these these figures, these men, these dwarves, and as you're watching, they just sort of melt away, and you see a lake in their place. Uh, I think Talbotton says to himself in the dream, like, "Ah, okay, so you want to you want to tell me something? I'll bite." And I think he uh, is at the lake. You know, yeah. like in a dream, you like turn turn around. He's standing at the edge of the lake. You are standing at the at this lake. You plod forward on your four hooves and step to the the edge of the water. And as you step down, your your hoof hits the water as if it was solid. Oh, I think for the first time, Tal looks down. Is he st- straight up full on his normal uh, Brega Tiefling? self or is he full on something what 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 does he see when he looks down you look down and you see you see you look down and you see hooves below you where where your arms would be you see hooves walking along the mud and one resting hard against the surface of the completely undisturbed water and you see uh, in the reflection I, there we go a face that is not your own. Glowing green eyes, slits along the cheeks. You feel a tightness in your throat. Roll me a final wisdom saving throw. Oof. Nat 20. <laughs> not joking. Rad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. In this moment, you feel um, this this pressure pushing against you, willing against you, feeling like it, it's trying to force you out or away or harm you or something, and you say no, and I am going to give you the choice to choose, if you would like, to switch to a different set of Brega spells for today. Oh, snap. Yeah, if you would like, you don't have to. Um. No, I think I think I'm sticking with what I got, and I, I think I think Tal just like like locks eyes with his own reflection uh, and just refuses to look away, like sort of staring that down. The the face looking back at you, it is no longer a reflection. It is a, a being standing across from you, and you standing upright face this this thing, and you see you watch as. Insects begin to crawl out of the slits in its face. And you wake up. Oh, not good. <laughs> I think it's the first thing he says as he sits up on this roof is just oh, not good. <laughs> uh, you wake up in a, in a start. Uh, how do you feel right now? Uh, was, was good and like hoping to glean some kind of inspiration, if nothing else, from that dream, but now is kind of freaked. I think Tal is like, okay, great. That really was bent on having a nightmare, apparently. I will actually say, um, because you turned down the ability to change, I will give you just inspiration for that. Um, oh. No, it doesn't quite fit, but, you know, I, I think that it... Uh, I wanted to give you something for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just make a little... I never get to use this little box that's on the character sheet. I know. It's so fun. Thanks, Ty. You're welcome. Normally, I reserve that for when people uh, do stupid things that fit their character, but usually, I just forget about it. Ah. I'm going to save this until it comes in clutch. Mm Mm-hmm. To be... To clarify... Yes. What does inspiration do? Is it advantage or is it a re-roll? Inspiration, I believe, uh, just does advantage or, or cancels out disadvantage, like advantage do. Okay. It, it's not a thing where you would get to re-roll. Okay. Um, if I'm wrong about that, I'm sure I'll have found out uh, before this episode comes out, so don't send corrections. Actually, go ahead, send corrections. I don't give a shit. Um, send them to me, though. <laughs> send them to Mason. All right. You feel um, a hand shaking against your shoulder. Oh, I uh, other hand immediately goes to hat. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, chat. Um, what, what did we decide that uh, that he was calling you? Just Talbotton? Talbotton? Uh, I think it'd be fun if he called me Buck. Okay. Because uh, I did mention that. Yeah, yeah, you did. Hey, Buck. Uh, you doing all right? You, you're talking in your sleep. Yes. Mo- mo- good morning to you too, Blue. Um, just a bit of a bit of a weird dream. What, how, how did you sleep? 
Um, well, it's probably... And he uh, looks up at the sky around him. Considering it's still pretty dark out, I'd say not great. Uh, oh, yeah, so we can't have been out that long then. Yeah, I'd say it's probably around maybe four or five. We'll see sunlight not too long. I'm just going to take your word for that. I have, I have, no, I have no way to check you on that, Blue. Well, that's probably the right way to go. I usually have these things right. So, well, I mean, I do feel like a bit better, not quite as exhausted as, as, as when we laid down to rest. Oh, have they, uh, and Talbotton crawls over to the edge of the <laughs> shed, uh, and I think if you'll allow me to retcon a very small detail, I think he would have scratched like a mark into the side of the shed where the top of the vines were. Rad. Just like a small mark, mm-hmm. and checks to see if they've gone past that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll allow it. You do see that they have grown maybe an inch. Okay. Yeah. Ha! They'll never take us alive at this rate. Well, what, what, what are you exactly referring to? Oh, the vines. The vines that I was... The whole reason we're sleeping on the roof. Oh. I didn't know how fast they'd grow. It appears to be an inch for every, um... How long were we out? It's, if it's five now... We've probably been out for, I don't know, uh, four or five hours? Something like that. Well, okay, that's actually pretty fast. Me- me- mechanically, I'm gonna let it count as a long rest. Uh, <laughs> because uh, you arrived in time for me not to give you the exhaustion, but, uh, but very yeah. Very gracious of you, Blue. Oh, very gracious of me. Um, yeah, mechanically, I'm gonna allow that. But, uh, okay. but yeah, it's been about five, five or six hours, somewhere in that range. So they grow about a fifth of an inch an hour. Yeah, that's, that's what it looks like. Do a little bit of quick math. Fifth is 0.2 times 24. That's almost five inches every day. Um, can I... Hmm. The blue, do you have any lengths of rope? Uh, let me check. Why? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, he pulls out a, a length of rope, hands it over to you. Um, how much rope do you have? have you, is this a new bundle that you've purchased? Uh, yes, 50 feet, as per standard. Uh... What are you thinking? I want to figure out how long the vines are growing out of the ground using this growth rate we've determined and then see perhaps how long they've been at it. Hmm. All right. Um, sounds good to me. Uh, I would like you to roll me a nature check. Okay. Let's see here. That is 14. Okay. Um, I will say that in addition to everything you've noticed about these vines so far what you saw before is woody and thick and old the inch or so that is new looks fresh looks like a a a just freshly sprouted vine like very green oh very living i don't know what you take from that but that's what it looks like hey hey blue yeah i think talbotin says as he's holding a length of rope and just that that shot where you like see like he starts at the bottom and then pulls the rope up and then stops it like the fresh bit and just kind of like drops it. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Blue. Yeah. Look at this. That's, uh. Yes. That seems all right. Um, how do you want to get off of here? Well, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to touch them. I, I don't, I mean, we walked here. We climbed up here. Sorry. Just... Let me, let me clarify. What I meant to say is, how about we get off of here? Oh, yes. Sorry, I'm not, your, I'm not used to your turns <laughs> of phrase. Um, roll me a perception check. Lots of rolls right at the top. I'm not very perceptive this morning. That is 8, 9, 10, 11. You... I don't like that. That's a lot of rolling you're doing. <laughs> you hear... So, so the, the space around you, around the shed, there, there's a little bit of dawn light coming through the, the trees. It's, it's, still, it's still very dark out, but, but there's just a, just a peak of sun. This space that you are in is just full of tree growth, bushes of undergrowth everywhere, all around you, filling up the space between this shed and those, those silos, which are maybe, you know, 40 feet away. 
it just feels like just just very dense forest, right? Between us and the silos? Between you and the silos. There's no like cleared space. Hmm. And off in the distance, you hear some something shuffle or something move, maybe like a crack, but you can't quite tell where it's coming from or what it is. Oh, um. Blue does not notice. Let me see. All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and no blue, please wait, blue, blue. I grab him back. I grab him under the arms. All right, uh, you grab him as he's about to go off. Hey, man. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, what's hold on? Shut, shut, shut up. Shut up. All right. Listen. What a listen. All right. And uh, blue is gonna roll a perception check to see if he notices anything you didn't. And I'm going to cast detect thoughts. Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, Blue, uh, you see his head swivel just immediately in the direction sort of to the right of the silos. Oh. Um, not not like they're, they're, he doesn't appear to be looking at the ground right next to them or anything, just off in that direction. I pause my casting and I, I sort of lean in close to him and I just kind of look at him expectantly. There's something over there. Definitely over there. Yeah, definitely over there. Are are there more, though? I'd say there's at least 12, maybe 15. Now, Blue, this is not the time to exaggerate. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I By the time I'm done, there'll probably just be a single one, so don't, don't you even worry. You don't have to kill everything, Blue. I, uh, listen. Could be 12 to 15 friendly little kittens... Just bouncing about the, the forest. Why? Why? Now, I'll, I'll admit the idea that there were twelve to fifteen friendly kittens had not occurred to me. So thank you for putting me on that path. Oh, now is the time to be patronizing. Now, um, I don't cast detect thoughts. I stop myself when I see his head swivel. You you see him like he is reaching to his side where he has his hand crossbow and is pulling it out and loading it. But you also notice his eyes just sort of darting around. He doesn't seem to have a bead on anything yet. Oh, man. Can I? I'm going to ask a question. Yes, sir. And I, I don't know if it's valid. Message. The text of message just says, you point your finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. It doesn't say you have to see them because it also explicitly says if you're familiar with the target, you can cast it through other stuff. So it doesn't say you have to see them. Is there- Could you send a message to the thing without... Without explicitly seeing it, but since we've have we narrowed it down enough that if I point that way and cast message, I can maybe hit it. I will say that you can try, and I'm gonna have a number in my mind, a, a few numbers in my mind. You have to roll a d8 to see whether you can actually where whether the message actually gets to it. Okay. And you won't know until, unless you get a response back. Okay. So you want me to roll a d8? Roll a d8 and then cast your message, and then I'll 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 let you know whether you get any sort of response. Okay. I've rolled the D8, and I and uh, Talbotin sends a message that says, um, Hello there. I am nearby your location. You may respond to me in the same manner that I am speaking with you now. Please identify yourself if you understand what I am saying to you. Otherwise, just, just make yourself known, and we can make ourselves acquainted. <laughs> okay. Um, and I rolled a six. Nice. You feel a pressure on your mind, and I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Ah, dang it. Play with fire. Get burned. <laughs> the The numbers I had in my head to see whether you, you would actually land on something was a five or a six. Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect range, then. Uh, this is just wisdom again? Yes. Uh, that is 12 plus 2 is 14. 14? Uh, yeah, you, uh, you just feel that pressure on your mind, and it, it feels like these... these this, the, you have this image, the image of your, your dream flashes strong in your mind, and, uh, but nothing else happens. Oh, Blue, that, I don't think this is a good thing. This is uh, not what, a good what, thing. What do you, uh, what do you see out there? I think this is some kind of dream-invading creature or something. What? I, oh, I cast message. I'm sorry. I suppose you didn't notice me pointing. Um, no, I, I I did not. I was looking out to see if there was something coming for us, but good to know that you're trying to just, you know, have a little text conversation with your, your buddy over there. Uh, it's verbal. Anyway, verbal. Uh, <laughs> have you got a crossbow? 
Yardy. Or a or a bow or anything. He uh for you? <laughs> no, not for me. Are you kidding? All I've brought is this gigantic yeah. sword from Pard's office above the mantel plate. <laughs> I don't even know how to wa- use it. Oh God, I was really I was really kind of counting on the fact that you were, you know, the beefy one with the sword. No, I'm just kidding. Ah uh, yeah, I've got a crossbow. He he holds up uh that one. Yes, me the poet. Can you just take a couple pot shots in that direction? Yeah, definitely. Maybe just, you know, scooch a dooch, scare it off. All right. Yeah, he fires a couple of bolts off into the woods. When he does, there's no reaction as if he's actually hit something, but you hear some, uh, on the second shot, you definitely hear something shuffling very quickly through the uh, through the leaves and the grass. And not getting closer, presumably. Yeah, a little hard to tell. Oof, okay. Um, hmm. Okay, Blue? Yeah? What's our play here? Oh, boy. Um. Because now our position is given away. Yeah, I didn't quite think through that either. Well, I don't, don't, I mean, I, it is my idea. Um, what do we do? And as you, as you say that, the vines on the side of the shed start to grow rapidly, and they reach up over the sides and start to entangle you. I knew I shouldn't have said that stupid thing I said. <laughs> and I'm going to want you to roll me initiative. An- initiative? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Against the vines? Uh, let's just, <laughs> who knows? You're making me nervous. All right, uh, that's... 19. That's the best initiative roll I think I've ever had in D&D. <laughs> As a bard, too, which is weird. You got a 19, you said? Yes, I did. I'm regretting the crossbow thing. <laughs> he thinks we may have put our foot in it a little bit. I'm, I'm re- revisiting all of the abilities and skills I have really quickly. Most of my stuff is words-based because I thought that would be <laughs> thematically appropriate. Uh, it is it is your turn, Talbotton. Uh, you are entangled. If you want to get out, you're going to need to... Uh, you are currently restrained. Oh, boy. Um, and if you want to get out, you're going to need to succeed on a strength-saving throw. Um, can I use my action to call Wizards of the Coast and complain about the spell Calm Emotions as written? Because it says each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> For calm emotions. And I'm real mad because I want to use it on vines. So I guess... uh, Let me look at... Okay, no, that wouldn't be good. Uh, Yeah, I think the the smartest thing for me to do is to try and break free. Um, I think Talbotson... How am I restrained? Like, what did did they wrap around my ankles or, like, how bad am I? Yeah, they, uh, they wrapped around your ankles. Right now, you could probably still do something with your hands if you wanted to. But if you want to move... You're going to need to like rip the stuff off of your your ankles, off of your knees, and it's it looks like if you don't move anytime soon, then uh, the, the, it's going to like start to completely entangle you. Yeah, I think I'm going to try and cut them off my legs. Okay, uh, I guess because I said that it's not um, it's not covering most of your body yet; it's just covering your feet. I'll give you advantage on this. Is this just a longsword attack, or is this a check? Uh, I'll, I'll do this as a strength saving throw against this thing's spell save DC. Okay. Uh, with advantage, you said? Yes, with advantage. I desperately need it, because that was a six, and that's an 11. 12 minus one is 11. Uh, yeah, that barely makes it. This thing has a low spell save. Uh, you cut this stuff off, and now if you want to move, you can. I do. I move to uh, the opposite side of the roof of blue so that we're not next to each other so we can't get entangled, but away from the... uh, I move to the point that is furthest from the vines and furthest from blue. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And on blue's turn, he is going to cut at his... Oh, go ahead. And as I'm doing that, as a bonus action, I say, um, Blue, if anyone can handle this, it's you. (laughs) And I give him bardic inspiration by hopefully making him not want to let me down after all the stories he's told me. (laughs) Rad. Okay, so bardic inspiration I can just add on to just whatever, right? Uh, Yes, my bardic inspiration die is a D8. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, it's a D8. You get to roll a D8 and add it. Technically, you have to do it before the DM says if you succeed or fail, which is a little tricky. (laughs) That is a little tricky. But... 
So um, he's going to do a strength saving throw as well to try to get these vines off of his ankles. Uh, and he, he did not use the bardic inspiration and he got a 17. So he just goes ahead, leans over, rips the things off. And then he is going to jump the fuck off of this shed and try to do a, uh, a roll bardic inspiration to see if he can like do this without, you know, messing himself up. Um, I think maybe Tal just, his jaw just drops his blue leaps off the roof. Yeah, totally. He, he, uh, he, thanks to your bardic inspiration, he drops to the ground, does just like one of those, uh, front rolls, pops up and is ready to take shot. He's looking through the woods, trying to find his, uh, his next target. As he is doing that, you can see from, from where you are on top of the shed, these three figures coming out of the shadows, all vaguely in that direction, but, um, kind of spread out. And they are shuffling through the uh, through the undergrowth. These figures continue moving forward, and that the one that is closest to where Blue is, you see it uh, reach out its hand, and as it does, the ground in front of it just sort of bursts to life as this beautiful leaves and branches start to grow up and then thorns and vines start ripping out of the ground, heading in the direction of blue. And he is going to take five piercing damage as this these spikes grow up or in the ground around him. Are these creatures humanoid? It is now your turn. The rest of them look like they're close enough that they will be able to do something on their next turn. And yes, you can see that they are human in shape. Although uh, one of them looks uh, particularly small, like they might be a child or maybe a halfling, a gnome, uh, something like that. It's kind of hard to tell. It's it's just, you know, it's too shadowed in the dawn light. Whew. I'm going to take a bet that these people probably don't have, mechanically, I'm going to take a bet that these hopefully don't have a very high charisma and thus, fictionally, fictionalize, I'm going to walk uh, as calmly as I can to the edge of the roof and sort of hold my arms out uh, in, in a gesture of, of peace. I, I think we've gotten off to a mistaken beginning, my friends, and uh, cast calm emotions. All right. So uh, you, attempt to sus- you attempt to suppress strong emotions in a group of people. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range, which is 60 feet, so I put it right smack dab in the middle of them, Okay. must make a charisma saving throw. A creature can choose to, thro- to fail the saving throw if it wishes. Oh, interesting. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that goes for you. Uh, is there any more text to that? Oh, there is. There's the effects if they fail. If they don't, if they succeed, nothing happens. Oh, I need to mark this spell slot. That is a second level enchantment. I don't know exactly how this would work in this particular situation, but let's let's go ahead and see what happens. So, so uh, this is a charisma saving throw. Yes, the DC is fourteen. Gotcha. Okay. How many are there? Uh, okay. So, what was did blue fall under this this uh, range? So I put it. I I placed the spell uh, probably on the middlest one of them. Okay. Okay. So if blue is within twenty feet of them, then then blue would fall under calm emotions. I kind of wish I had planned to put blue in it. Now that I think about it. Uh, well, you. I think that that would that would put him close enough. Okay. To that that middlest one, because I was sort of picturing the middlest one as being the one that was attacking him, and he critically failed. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else also failed. Oh. But did not do quite as bad. Um, so tell me, tell me what that do. Uh, so the option that I'm choosing is you can make a target indifferent about creatures of your choice that it is hostile towards. This indifference ends if the target is attacked or harmed by a spell or if it witnesses any of its friends being harmed. So I'm choosing to make them indifferent about us and blue indifferent about them. <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah. So you, you do this and the, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I guess unless you guys, unless you specifically, uh, attack these people, we're out of combat. Yeah, unless I do, or unless Blue does, but Blue shouldn't because... Because he is super indifferent right now. And I'm concentrating really hard. I have one minute to make this work. 
Blue uh, is standing there with, you know, has just been hurt by these these uh, spikes that have, have grown up around him. But then they start to, as you after you cast the spell, those spikes start to just sort of kind of fall to the side. Um, they just kind of lose some of that, that point in, in danger. And Blue, who had just been hurt by them and had, you know, had the fighting face on, uh, lowers his crossbow to his side and uh, turns to look up at you. Well, uh, howdy there, friends. Name's Blue. Yes, Blue. I, I think we, I think we may have, we may have, um, really, uh, really messed this up. Uh, what, what do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're gonna, you're gonna have this conversation with me, you probably want to come down here. Uh, yes. Um, and I, I slip off the uh, edge of the edge of the roof with both of my hands up, <laughs> and I walk forwards towards the the figures, and I bow deeply, and I say to them. Do you speak common or draconic or goblin? And I say those languages in their language. That is, that is real. I love that. Um, and as you do that, the creature, the, the figure that was closest to you that had just, you know, cast that spike growth on uh, Blue, uh, Blue is standing beside you. It steps out of the shadow of a tree and you see a man probably in his maybe early 30s. Uh, he is wearing pretty tattered clothing and he looks vaguely towards you, but kind of off to the side. And then he just sort of steps shuffling past you. Uh, and his skin is shrunken and dry and dead. Oh, um, and he goes past me. He just moves straight past you. Does not have a does not have a care in the world about you. Um, I as he walks by, I recognize that I have running out of time on calm emotions, and so I walk towards the other two with my hands up, and I uh, repeat my question At, before and, you. Oh, sorry, finish that thought. If if I get close enough to one of them, I have the intention of casting tongues to try and make sure they can understand me. Gotcha. But uh, but I think first I might look for more signs of sentience after seeing that. Yeah, I would say even, with even your passive perception, um, you can tell as you, you are stepping up to these people, I mean, they are they are clearly look just like this person, um, just sort of devoid of, devoid of emotion, devoid of thought right now, and shrunken and leathery. One is a halfling and one is another human, if that matters to okay. you. Uh, do they, they, do they appear like waterlogged or are we talking like waterlogged or like fungal kind of zombies? Uh, neither. Um, like neither. They look like every bit of moisture has been sucked out of them. Oh God. Like, okay. Hey blue, we were actually right the first time. Let's run while we have uh, the chance. Let's well, just if, move on out of here and all stealthy like and get lost in the bushes. If you say so. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see what the problem is with these these folks right here. Uh, uh. Okay, I okay. Let's get let's get gone. Yes, uh, I was <laughs> readying a slap if <laughs> to harm him to break the spell. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, right as you guys are are moving away, your calm emotions runs out. Hey, Blue, that's not good. Did you see how dry they looked? Uh, yeah, um... They were like walking jerky people. It was, uh... I'm sorry I cast a spell on you, Blue. I didn't... You were kind of caught in the crossfire. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand. Sometimes that happens. Um, could you guys uh, roll me a stealth check to see whether you guys get away without these things noticing where you're going? Okie doke. <laughs> oh, that's either really good or really bad. Blue did good. That's a crit fail. That's a crit fail. Do you want to use that inspiration there? Oh, uh, no, this is way no? more narratively interesting. Okay. I think Tal just falls on his fucking face or something. I don't know. All right. You, this is so bad. Yeah, here you go, Ty. Here's a gift. Yeah. Um. Oh, boy, what do I want to do here? Uh, <laughs> so you guys, oh, no. you guys, you guys um, start. You know, you're you're moving away from this this group of three figures that are just kind of 
wandering in and out uh, among the trees between the silos and the uh, the shed where you guys had spent your night. And you just sort of crouch and start to move past those silos, trying to disappear in between them to uh, then disappear into the woods. And as you brush up against one of those silos, you accidentally trip a little bit, slam against the side of it, and the silo just starts to... You've got to be fucking kidding me. Okay, Blue, run! Oh, let's get gone! We're screwed! Oh, no. And as that happens, you hear a buzzing building in the in the distance. Oh, good. Oh, good. The silo was full of bees. Just what we needed. A silo full of bees and a town full of jerky people and a bunch of vines. <laughs> and Talbot is just ranting as ranting and running and running and ranting. Are you allergic to bees? Okay, I think that I think that's perfect. What a wild session. Oh man, how are you feeling? Well, I uh, I feel like I feel like it's good. I feel like we had a rising action, mm -hmm. a little bit of a climax, and uh, and and wrapped up right before the denouement or whatever it's called. Yeah, I was a little. I did not expect this to go the way it did. And you know, I really, uh, really didn't think that calm emotions would work on those guys. But it says each humanoid, and they are humanoid. So I mean, yeah. I guess. Like, I think it would have been fair if I had said it didn't work, but like... Super. I was, I was like, that was kind of a 50-50 shot in the dark. I was like, time might go for this or might not. Yeah, but I mean, they are humanoids, so I guess I, you know, there we go. Also, humanoid's a weird de delineation, it's a weird if you think about delineation. it. Is it a limbs thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Human and th because because I, I guess oh man if I had if I had had that connection I probably would have said that it didn't work because it can't be a limbs thing because surely centaur centaurs count as humanoid for this purpose and it's they don't have a limb thing so it must be a mental thing. Also, it's a charisma check too, mm -hmm. so you would you would kind of assume that it was perhaps a. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's pretend we never had this conversation. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Hey, I mean, it all evens out. I knocked over an entire silo, so even if we get away from this, I still have a bunch of city fees and damages to pay, presumably, if we save the town. Everything, uh, everything within two or three square miles probably knows exactly where you are right now, which is not great. I love, I love that you introduced a loud buzzing building in the background. I just, I'm really... Really excited about uh -huh. that. Uh huh. How you feel? You feel good? Do you know? Do you know that I have a real life stinging insect phobia? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, Mason. When is the last time you went back and listened to uh, uh, Silas's arc? Because you're not going to be happy about all this. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm having. I'm having some memories about what the silos may be for. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, interested what you're thinking. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I, are these like? Did the bees start? Are the salty bees? What's the? I, I, I should clarify. Those the the buzzing is coming from far away in the in the woods, not from right there. Well, now I'm going to go fearless, re, fear re-listen to Silas's <laughs> art because it has been a long time. Yeah. I think I listened to that in 2019, so almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh my gosh, Ty! Thank you so much. Thank you. What a what a session. Thank you for coming. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug before I let you go? Uh, yes, yes. and it is uh, my my. I'm teaching a master class on punctuality. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, if you are interested in the things I'm doing, check out my website, masonamadeus.com. It's got links to like my YouTube and all the random stuff I do, or follow me on Twitter for fun. I have a Twitter now. <laughs> nice. And if you've enjoyed the show, uh, please go ahead and give us a review on whatever podcast app you use, and say hello. Go to the Twitter, go to the email, go whatever. We've got all, the, all of our stuff in the show notes. And if you've liked us, then maybe you'll like some other shows on the Scavengers Network, such as Mason. Oh, shows like 
myth takes for actual play in a Powered by the Apocalypse setting, or shows like Amateur Detective Club, which is completely different from this, but they are they go over different uh, mystery novels and cover them in depth and talk about theories and all sorts of stuff. It's very fun. They had an episode with Clint McElroy and an episode with Travis McElroy, if you're into that. Yeah, those were, those were very fun episodes. I listened to those. Also, go to Myth Takes if you want to hear me try to play an asshole for like one episode and do very just have a really hard it's really guys it's really hard to play somebody that's like really mean it's really difficult (laughs) uh anyway thank you mason for coming and uh i think unless we have anything else let's go ahead and uh pitter patter on out of here thank you ty for everything i'm just gonna i'll join you on i'll join you on the pitter patter all right let's pitter patter pitter patter pitter patter pitter patter pitter patter pitter patter Oh, hang yep. on, hold on. I, all right, forgot. I oh, forgot my keys. Uh, got him. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of "Not Drunk" as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. This is just going to all just be bloop stuff. Oh. Okay. What was that? Oh, that was just me getting 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 ready. No, I heard no, I heard something. There it is again. It's that. It's like a low, it's like a low. It's like a really small truck. It's like a really small It's like a really small old truck running over a werewolf. Oh, now it's now it's stretching the werewolf inside out. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's more. There is more. I was I was hoping. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready to go? Um, la 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 la. la, 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 yep. la, la. All right. Oh, you want me to start? I started. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. You started. That's how it go. I have one quick question. Yes, Todd. sir. How um, do these these Brega things? I I don't think it said on the character sheet. If it did, I missed it. How strict about like components for spells? Uh, I I think that the way I'm I'm generally doing it, those ones. I, I should probably add that to the thing. Um, those do not require components. And if you if you want, you could say that they like literally like come from yourself. A mistletoe, a shamrock leaf. Yeah. Uh, seven sharp thorns or seven small twigs. Yeah, like maybe yeah. maybe the, the sharp thorns and twigs like are literally like growing on you. Oh, you know, and that actually adds flavor to the fact that the uh, using that magic makes you more of a, a beast. Yes, yes. Okay, I dig. Cool. Yeah, well, and also I was thinking like, I don't know, for some reason, I made a lot of D&D characters, but the rich world of SCQ in my head, I was like, no, it doesn't make sense for a poet to just have like a nice rapier. <laughs> like not everybody in a band owns medieval weaponry. That might be a bad sample to choose from because like, I feel like people in bands are maybe more likely to buy swords. 
some are in. Okay, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, kitty, kitty. Mr. Sidewalks creating his own podcast, sort of a soundscape (laughs) of tin cans. Okay, uh, where was I? Um, you were looking from uh, above. I had just extended my neck like a telescope, and you said I, you were describing what I saw from above—a circle of people. Um. Uh, well. Hey. What, um. Oh fuck! What is this voice? Well, howdy there. Well, howdy there, friends. My name's Billy Blue Tibbs. Blue, it's just oh. me. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, I just happened to, so I, I made this uh, this sheet that like um, handles uh, my initiative for me, um, and I can like yeah. resort uh, characters based off the initiative rolls and all that stuff. And I just happened to roll everybody in the order that I had written them down in. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so you don't even get to use the cool sheet thing. It. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer! What a bummer! I can re-roll if you want. No, no, you're good. Just. So you can use the sort. And and this is where I'm going to add in the sounds of it, like collapsing and making all of this fucking wreckage. Network such as Mason. Oh, shows like Jordan, Jesse go. No, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I'm in my head. I'm, I thought of a bunch that have stopped running, which oh. is funny. Um, which, yeah, Broads and the Beast stopped running too. I'm going to uh, do some noises um, just in case I want to use them um, f- to represent those uh, those 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 beings. Oh, and if you want, if you need anything for me, let me know too. really good i want that send me that first one as an mp3 (laughs) by itself later i actually want that a for a windows error sound and b to use in a project Hopefully one of those will be uh, usable. Um, that first one, Ty, was really good. <laughs> like, unironically, really Excellent. good. <laughs> um, I, I, the problem is, I, when I'm editing, I never want to take the time to actually record myself. Uh, so if I'm going to do anything, I need to record it in the moment. Because editing Ty is very different from recording Ty. Oh, yeah, editing Ty is very different. Um I get that. I get, I, I, when I was doing out in a radio, I got to the point where like, I would do something. It's like, oh man, I need like a sentence. And I was sitting in front of a microphone, but I'm just like, ah, but I really really can't do it right now. I really can't.